It's time for JT the Brick. What's up, JT? Woo! Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Always great to be with the Brick. But I'm a sports talker, so I talk about multiple topics. Wow, I can go in 10 different directions today. Use the phone like a weapon. Wake up this town. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. You got that? I think you all get that. JT the Brick. Talk to JT. I'm on a roll. The out-of-control fans, the passionate fans, do me a favor and surprise me today. We love Las Vegas. When I retire and walk away, you better throw a party. You won't hear from me again. I promise you, unless you touch me on the golf course, get the blank out of here. Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. I'm going to be Mr. Positive. Are you kidding me? Enjoy everything we do, and please always feel welcome to call in and to be a part of the show. Big Boy Radio. Did I miss anything? Are you with me on that? And now. No, no, no. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Welcome to Monday, the week before the 4th of July. Right here on the Silver and Black's flagship, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. And on that Raiders mobile app, I'm always checking that app. Let us know everything's up and streaming on the app. We appreciate this as we are ready to go coming off a quiet weekend overall. But uh, sports is going to start picking up here. Uh, This week will mostly be heavy NBA nationally as the NBA has this open window now to go sign free agents before they make it official. And that really is the talk in all of sports this time of year. Last year, Kevin Durant broke the internet when he went out to Phoenix. Everybody goes crazy. LeBron James isn't scheduled to move. Steph Curry isn't moving. But Draymond Green could be a warrior, could go somewhere else. Damian Lillard up in Portland is the biggest name out there. Maybe some ties to the Miami Heat. So that's the talk, more so than the NFL. We are in the pure, pure, unabashed vacation of the NFL For the players, the coaches, and everybody. They're gone. They're on the beach. They're getting one more trip in with their family. You know they have families, right? You might have heard they have kids and wives and partners that they have to spend time with because they disappear into football starting mid-July, and then they don't come back. And they get a bye week, and the bye week, you really can't go on a vacation with your kids. They're in school. And these coaches and everybody, the scouts, everybody behind the scenes, they work their tail off year-round, and this is their two-week vacation. A lot of people are gone. So we'll look for breaking news in the NFL. But Bobby and I came up with something over the weekend as we were both, I was having a cerveza and he was having a glass of rum, and we were texting back and forth and talked about today. This show, we're going to do this. We're going to come up with the Raiders' all-time team on radio. So this is not associated with the team, The team's not coming up with the list. I'm not getting the information from the team. I'm getting it from you, the listeners. I'm going to get it from you. And starting after the 4th of July, maybe the 6th or 7th, we're going to come in here before training camp in about two or three weeks, and we're going to put together in your voice, in your opinions, the all-time Raider team on Raider Nation Radio. We think it's a good idea. Bobby thinks it's a good idea. He don't like a lot of my ideas. He just winds me up every day and asks me to talk as long as I can until you call so I can take a breath at 702-365-9200. So we're going to come up with the all-time team. Here are the parameters. We're going to only take three nominees, three nominees at certain positions. So when we start off, if we go left tackle, we all know the winner is going to be the great art shell. No debate. But we're going to add a couple of other left tackles who played for the team. There's some really good ones, really good ones, who played in Super Bowls and were pro bowlers and all that. We're going to take four receivers, four. Okay, that will include a slot receiver. That will include mostly outside receivers. But here's the hook. The player 
is going to be on the all-time Raider team. I'd probably put Devontae Adams on the all-time Raider team. I don't need a guy playing 11 years. Remember, it's could get dicey here because Randy Moss played for the Raiders, and he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. I'd leave Randy Moss off my list, but Bo Jackson didn't play long. You might put him in at running back. So we're going to dive into it. We're going to have different opinions, differing opinions. We're going to open up the phones. We're going to open up Twitter and have Twitter polls and all of that, and we are going to crown. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. We're going to crown the all-time Raider team. So it's going to have, you know, I think we're going to have two kickers, maybe three, two punters. We got to have three punters because we're going to have Ray Guy and Shane Leckler. So we got to have another one. We don't want to leave people out. And then we're going to have certain depth and we're going to have an open discussion on who should be on the team. So I'd like your help with that. We're going to have about a week or so to kind of gear up for it. We're putting together some sound and some imaging. But for the radio, radio only, the Raiders all-time team this summer on the JT The Brick Show, happening coming up here in July. We're excited. we got a sponsor for it. We're ready to do it, and I think it'll give you something to talk about instead of who's going to be the fourth string backup corner, which I don't do on this show. But I want to talk about it, and then Bobby made a good point. When we, get to a, when we crown the winners in each category, you know me, I'll be able to get them on the air. If they're here, I'll be able to get them on the air. So if we get, let's just say, Phil Villapiano makes the cut, all-time linebackers, Phil will be on the show. And we could shoot for bigger, big names. You know, Rod Woodson's an interesting guy. Rod Woodson, in my opinion, is top 25 player ever. Not top 100, top 50. He's top 25. He played safety for the Raiders. Okay, if I'm voting, he's on the list. If you're voting over Tatum or Rod Woodson or the safeties, you're going to have to come up with a phone call or a tweet that says the difference here because once a Raider, always a Raider. So you don't have to play six, seven, eight, nine years. You have to play one year. You have to play for the Raiders to make it into this challenge for the all-time Raider team. So we're excited about that. Uh, We're going to prep it right. We're going to do it right. Uh, after the 4th of July and come back and do it there. We'll probably start off on the offense or defensive line. And I, I was talking to Raider Mort about it today. He's the, he's the walking genius of the Raiders. He is a, the longest tenured Raider fan with the most information. I couldn't get him off the phone. I'm like, Mort, I got to go. He's just like, well, then you can go. Well, you know, he's talking about guys that I was not thinking about back in the day. Dan Connors, absolutely. Defense, the 11 angry men. Running back, Pete Banaszak. I mean, there's some names on this list that are really going to— Henry Lawrence. Oh, my God, Henry Killa on the offensive line. So, you know, when you think of the quarterback, you got to have Stabler, obviously. Carr, all-time. He's got every all-time stat. LaMonica, Flores, Gannon. We go through the list here, running back. It's going to be interesting to hear what you have to say on that. So you can always call in on topics like that anyway, but we need some summer programming. Man, it is light out there. Some of the guys and gals on these debate shows, man, oh, man, it's Cheeseburger in Paradise and Favorite Sports Movies over and over and over again. The NFL breaking news is the Hawks are trading John Collins to the Jazz. He's owed $78 million. You ever hear of him? Never heard of him? So they're trying to move a spot to get someone bigger and the free agency that's going to pop up this summer. So that's where we open up the show, 702-365-9200. Maury Brown is going to join us a little bit later in the show from Forbes. Got a big job covering baseball. Been all over the A's story. I don't do A's here much unless there's some 
really big news, but we're, we're not the A's flagship. I made that clear. But I want to talk to him about some of the other baseball topics that are out there. We'll talk to him coming up. And then next hour, I'm going to dive into it more at the top of the hour. I went to the Aces game. First time ever. People saying, first time? How, I mean, well, I usually work at night. When I ran, uh, uh, Bobby, when I run into some guys in the press box, they're like, man, they look at me like, where have you been? Hey, dude, I work five nights a week on a big show. I'm there. But when I get a chance and I'm working less at night, I go to the games. Haven't been able to go to the Aces. Haven't been doing it. Work all Sunday, all that. But uh, went, had a really good experience. Wow, a lot of people there. A lot of people I knew there. Raiders were there. Raiders were there in full force. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And Vinny Bonsignor has a great column out uh, that was over the weekend on the 53-man roster. I texted Vinny today and said, you know, the big part of my show today is going to be on that column Vinny wrote. And I'll make sure I give credit for Vinny for putting that together. And he has to put it together. That's what Vinny does. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny is a guy who has a radio show and writes a big column. you got to put stuff out. And he put out the projected 53-man roster. And I thought it was a good deep dive on some of the position battles that we're going to see coming up here in a little bit. So with all of that in play, uh, we think we got some good summertime programming coming up here. Uh, in regards to the Golden Knights, I reached out to the Knights. They're doing a lot of signings in town. So White Cloud's going to be at PT's, and PT's fuels the monologue. They provide us the monologue every day and the show. We'll be telling you about some of the signings that are coming up momentarily here over the next couple of days. Here's what I'm hearing happens uh, after all the signings. I got some guys in that industry who do big signings. The players had to go from Whitefish, Montana to the parade, fueled up a little bit, drinking a little bit, having fun. They all have to sign because they're making a ton of money. And they have to sign a lot of stuff. It's not like six, you know, six jerseys. We're talking about thousands of items. So they're in town still. They're making a buck. And then they have other deals with private companies that hire them. So you're going to hear the Golden Knights are here, and they're going to be here for a while uh, doing a lot. And you're going to be seeing them in and around town, which I think is going to be great uh, going forward here. The NBA had the draft. Uh, Victor Wembayana went number one to San Antonio. Man, San Antonio. That's the pure definition of a lottery. They, San Antonio is probably not the first choice of people to live. I love San Antonio. Been there a lot. But most of the guys, when they get drafted, would love to go to New York, Miami, L.A. So when Banyana goes there, he was very emotional about it. He has decided not to play for France in the summer's FIFA World Cup and will focus on preparing for his rookie season with the Spurs and next year's Paris Olympics. Remember, he's the big star in all of France, and the Olympics is there in Paris. Uh, we're going to see a little bit of Wembanyama here at NBA Summer League, which is going to be fantastic. So that's a big storyline coming into Summer League here because talking to Albert Hall as they run this, they know the rookies have to come. The rookies are coming here to perform. They don't have to play. They will. But this is not a rule you have to play this many minutes. Getting Wembanyama and this class coming in here to play at NBA Summer League is a huge deal. So we'll tell you how to get the tickets for that and for everything that's getting going there. The other NBA news, as I lead with this, is still there's no news on Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green is now reports today that they're looking around saying, eh, you know, we want to keep Draymond. We need to keep Draymond. God, we don't want to give him $35 million. We don't want to give him $35 million. That's a lot of money for him on the back end of his career. Reports are Mark Cuban and Dallas are now interested in potentially a deal. Draymond could go away for free. Warriors don't get anything for him and can go somewhere else. 
If you're Mark Cuban and you got Kyrie Irving, who's a nutcase, you bring in another guy like Draymond who punches teammates? You want to you do that? In that world, he might not have no choice. So there's about four or five other teams that might be kicking the can down the road and wondering what they're going to do with certain players here. But there's no doubt, since that Rudy Gobert signed a $205 million extension in 2020, and that blew up everything before the trade of the Timberwolves, a lot of owners are looking around now going, God, we're not going to give $205 million to Rudy Gobert. They got rid of him. He's in Minnesota, and now Minnesota's got to deal with that. Minneapolis. The contracts now in the NBA, my theory is simply this. I don't believe in collusion anywhere in life. I'm in radio. If everybody colluded to keep prices down, I wouldn't appreciate that. Same with your job. But I've been stating for years as one of the only sports talk hosts who go out on a limb and say this. The marginal players, the marginal players, the above average players need to be paid significantly less. Let me repeat that again. Football, every sport. We can't have everyone making Patrick Mahomes money. And you know, like three years ago, if Patrick Mahomes was making, I could get you the exact time when he was making, say, $31 million. Now he's making 50 So remember, he did make $31 million at that point. I've said on this air, that doesn't mean Derek Carr deserves $31 million. Kirk Cousins deserves $31 million. They've all surpassed $31 million. They're all sitting in the $35 million range now. And then we're moving Josh Allen. Never won anything. Right? Joe Burrow got close. We're moving those guys up to 50 to 55 million soon. Aaron Rodgers breaking the bank and doing that. Then we're going to go to 60. And what's the league going to do? Because they're going to make more and more money. They're going to raise the cap. So there's going to be more money to spend. So they're able to play the quarterback 70 million. Last I looked, they only play 17 games. It doesn't pencil. But the reason it pencils is because of collective bargaining. The owners and the players have an agreement where they split the revenue. So if the owners are making billions, the players have to get their piece of the pie. And who do you give the money to? You give it to the quarterback. I think it's terrible what's happening in the running back market. Probably I'm dating myself. I grew up in the running back era. I grew up in the era of the running back O.J. Simpson, Franco Harris, Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell, All of these guys were unbelievable, and they held their franchise together for seven, eight, nine years. They didn't break down after the second year. They didn't barely survive their rookie contract. Walter Payton didn't barely survive his rookie contract. Walter Payton, comparatively to the running backs today, made nothing. He was better. Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, and Emmitt Smith topped out their category of production and payback then, and they were the core of the franchise. It wasn't the quarterback. If I ask you, who was the quarterback for Barry Sanders? Anybody? He had a few. Some of the worst of all time. Of all time. If I ask you, who were the quarterback for Emmitt Smith? You'd say Troy Aikman. Hall of Famer, you'd get that one. If I said, who was the quarterback for Walter Payton? Probably say Jim McMahon, one of them, and he wasn't a Hall of Famer. He's a good player. He wasn't elite. So now we count on the running back to be a player that's battered down, beaten, can only handle so many carries. So this is an easy topic for me on the flagship of the Raiders. I don't get involved with Josh Jacobs' money. So I, I jump out. Other guys would say, well, what do you No, that's the way I do my business. I have to interview Josh. 
on TV and radio, I'm not going to have them come up to me going, hey, man, you were talking about my money. It just doesn't work in that situation. But the fans can. And I'll put the fans on the radio whenever you want. I'll interview the coach and the GM about Josh Jacobs and ask him, ask Dave Ziegler quickly, what's the status of Josh Jacobs? He'll be honest. We're negotiating. Okay, what does that mean? You want to pay him or not? Well, they probably don't want to pay him an enormous amount of money at this stage of his career. But what's happening now in sports, in the NBA, and I'm tying it back to the NBA, the money is completely out of control. Aaron Judge was just paid $365 million. Let that number sink in. More than any football player, 365. He broke his toe, tore his ligament at Dodger Stadium running into the outfield fence. Oh, all of a sudden now the Dodgers put padding there. There was no padding, so Judge is gone. That means, no doubt, his season is over statistically. He went from 62 home runs, he might land to 30. He's going to miss two months, maybe a month and a half of baseball. But it's a guaranteed contract. The NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts. I like that. Because what would happen if you paid an NFL player $360 million and he Aaron judged his toe and couldn't play again? Then you, would you be on the hook for a guy for $360 million? That's not fair business. The player doesn't deserve that type of insurance policy. Oh, my career's over because something happened playing for a team, an owner, getting paid handsomely. I want all my money for the next five years. No, 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 no. If you can't play, you're not getting paid. Except in the NBA and baseball. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. And you don't think the Yankees want to pay off that Stanton contract? It was $370 million. I think it's down to $150, million, whatever it is. They can't afford even the Yankees to pay it off. So the monologue as I wrap it up here, I'm going to give you something to call in on, is what sport do you believe is the most overvalued for the athlete? Which sport do you look at because – I know you're probably watching less sports in certain categories and more when it comes to football on this station. So I don't think a hockey player is going to be mentioned here. But give me an example in your lifetime or recently, it'd be better if it's recent, of an athlete who you think is the most overpaid athlete compensation-wise for his performance or injury injuries related to the contract. 702-365-9200. But that's what we do in the summer, Bobby. Because, again, I'm not talking about the fourth-string safety. And I was thinking about it today with these NBA contracts, what Draymond Green wants, the injury to judge, your Red Sox. Your Red Sox over the last three years after they won the four World Series and they paid all those guys and got mm-hmm. none since. You want to talk about guys at the top of the list, that'd be some of your Boston guys. Oh, right off the bat, Chris Sale. Right, Chris Sale. No question. What's he got? Like about three stops. What was it last year? Don't he know. was hurt, came back for one game, got hurt in the third inning of that very first game, was out for the rest of the year. Yeah, and, and guys get injured. And I'm not mocking guys for getting injured, but I can evaluate their contracts after they get injured. So you can look at this category in two, two different topics. One is what sport are you so pissed off about that the players are making money and you know it's just not right? It's just crazy. Some would say soccer. Some, but I don't expect to get a lot of Messi calls and Ronaldo calls on that. So what sport? And give me a couple of different athletes that you think, and maybe one's a Raider. Maybe, wink, wink, we get into a Raider. But which athletes do you think at this stage in your life? Because you can tell I get upset about this stuff. I, I I get bothered by this topic because, as I said, I think that the average to above average athlete, their salary needs to come down. 
Mahomes and everybody else's salary, no problem with it going up. But then when we get to Aaron Rodgers at $50 million at the back, 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 back end of his career, you can't tell me he's worth $50 million in production. Hell, I'll go first if you'd like. Yeah. NBA, no question yeah. in my mind. It'll be NBA, and it'll be coming up with NBA players. And hey, you want, you want a player? I'll give you one. Greg Oden. Well, he was Greg Oden was back in the day when he got injured. I'm talking now, but if you want to go historically, that's a guy who got hurt. That's a guy who instantly got hurt. His feet, his legs broke down, and he got only paid the minimum amount, his rookie contract. But I'll give you one right now, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's on the top of my list of of an athlete that is overpaid for what he has guaranteed coming in. 702-365-9200. Maury Brown will join us coming up here in about 20 minutes, Baseball Insider for Forbes. Also, we'll take a look back at the Aces game I went to. Some name dropping there and what's going on. Vinny Bonsignor's column coming up on the 53-man roster. And we have a new summer promotion that we're leading off at the top of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a participation class. This isn't a summer high school class where everybody's just on their phone and I stand there and make fake notes. we got to hear from you people. Got to throw you in. Got to get you involved in the show. 702-365-9200. The monologue brought to you by PTs. What a run they're on. Best happy hour in town. 5 to 7, midnight to 2. And they got some appearances coming up at the Golden Knights. We'll tell you all about that as we open it up. Big week coming up, heading into the 4th of July, and the temperature is rising. Did I hear 108, 109 by Friday? Ooh, ooh, here comes the sun. Now watch the end of this play. As he goes down, watch him grab Draymond right there. Now that right there is where the foul came in. So he grabs Draymond's leg right there. Now Draymond steps on him. Well, that was Draymond in the playoffs. And, you know, he missed a game, and I think he should miss a game. Now Draymond Green's looking for a contract, and the question is, should he get it? JT, back with you. Thanks a lot for listening. We are thrilled to be on the radio with you all the time, and especially this summer as we team up for Remy Martin. The Botanist Gin presents the Secret Garden Party at Area 15 coming up this Friday, June 30th, and Saturday, July 1st. Enjoy a botanist cocktail or several while dancing through a magical forest to live musical performances. It's a ticketed event, so get your ticket now at area15.com. My sons go to Area 15 all the time. I've been there a bunch, been to dinner there with my wife. We had a golf deal back then in the day. I was there a lot. It's fantastic. If you haven't been recently to Area 15, why not go out to the Secret Garden Party at Area 15 on Friday, June 30th, also this Saturday, July 1st. I think you'll have a great time there. So I said this, I would not pay Draymond. I would be out of the Draymond business. So if I was the Warriors, I'd say you can come back for even money or less money, or if I'm another team around the league, I pass on him. I don't want Draymond because he's at the end of his career and he's going to break down. Now, you could have said the same thing about me with Aaron Judge. Judge hit 62 home runs. I think he's going to be great for another five or six years, but I didn't want him for 10. Right? I don't want Draymond on the back end of his career. But the Jets wanted Aaron Rodgers. And we'll get into Aaron Rodgers momentarily because it looks like the Jets are being forced to do hard knocks. Mike Flores, they don't have anybody for hard knocks. Camp's less than, what, it's over three weeks away. 
And it's trending now. Uh, this is from Dove Kleiman, who reports the Jets will be the hard knocks team this season. A source tells Mike, Mike Florio, the Jets publicly said they don't want to be assigned, but it doesn't appear to matter. They can't decline once selected. So would the Jets be great there? They are bracing, awful announcing, Jets bracing for being forced to be on hard knocks. The reason why this is so good is Aaron Rodgers would hate it. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want any camera around him, especially from HBO. Now, you would think that Aaron Rodgers' ego would love that, right? He would love that. Cameras around all the time. No, he's done with that. He already moved to New York. He knows where he wants to be seen. He doesn't want to be seen in his underpants, in his locker, while guys are playing practical jokes and singing songs. That's not his scene. He's much more elevated than that. Oh, that'd be good. That's good content today to see if this happens. Also, we threw out in the monologue, what sport or what individual player do you think is the most overpaid right now? Because I think us athletes and contracts should trend down lightly just the way your real estate does and the stock market does. Stock market doesn't go up every day. Why do these player salaries go up every day? Give me an example of a player who right now is embarking on a run of making a lot of money and just doesn't deserve it. Mike in Vegas on 920. Mike, ahead. Start us off. Uh, yes. Uh, two of the biggest uh, people that are really messing up with this uh, missing days and getting too much money are on the L.A. Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, mm. the low management king, and, and Paul George. I mean – Steve Bomber even gives Kawhi Leonard a helicopter to go see his mother in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And the guy very seldom plays. I think he is basically abusing the system. Not as, uh, I don't think Paul George is as bad, but Kawhi yeah. Leonard is just outrageous. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I agree with you. I think he's on the on my short list. Let's try to get more up here. 702-365-9200. The reason is Kawhi doesn't care. And I think he cares when he plays basketball and he's healthy, but he doesn't care. He's one of those guys who doesn't speak publicly. He doesn't sell his team. He's not out there promoting the sport. Kawhi doesn't do anything. He's just really talented. Now, I covered Kawhi when he played in San Antonio. I went to those championships, and he was unbelievable because he played on a team with Duncan and Ginobili, and he did his role, and you could just tell that he was going to be the best player out there other than Duncan in a short period of time. Then he went to Toronto, and hit that shot against Philadelphia, one of the greatest shots ever made, and then they won a championship in Toronto. And then Kawhi was so bankable as a great player that he got all his money. And Steve Ballmer paid it to him to come to the Clippers, and the guy doesn't want to play. I mean, I'm sure he wants to play, but he doesn't care at the level of some players. That's why this Damian Lillard topic is so important to me coming up here. Damian Lillard, who's a big Oakland guy, we got a lot of our listeners in Oakland, and Damian Lillard did not want to leave Portland because he wants to be loyal. He wants to be loyal. Carl Malone and John Stockton were loyal to Utah. They didn't get a ring, but they had good teams that should have won. And no chance to win in Portland. Zero. Everybody's talking about Sacramento now. Sacramento, they got no chance to win in Sacramento unless they get Damian Lillard to go along with it. So athletes could be loyal as long as they want. I'm watching Chris Paul now. He's been on television constantly because he's got a new book. And so I don't, I don't knock him for this. He is out with a book, and he's now a member of the Warriors for now. And they're finalizing a deal to get Chris Paul from the Wizards for Jordan Poole in two picks. It looks like it's going to be a done deal. Warrior fans aren't even happy about it in the Bay Area. They disliked this guy, disliked him for a decade because he played against the Warriors and the Warriors won. And Chris Paul was always on the losing end. 
So it looks like Chris Paul is getting moved to a winner, and he doesn't deserve it. It has nothing to do with him deserving it or not. This is a trade. This was a trade that was made. Chris Paul didn't make the trade. But, man, the ring chasing, playing, paying players, I think the big part of the story is the players who are opting out. That's what bothers me the most. You agree to terms with your agent on a three-year deal with a fourth-year option. Say it's a player option. So you get to the fourth year, and you're playing good. You want to ring like Draymond again. Then you get to the third year, and you're done. Then the fourth year, you decline your contract personally to go get more. Well, legally he's allowed to do it. That's how they agreed to the contract, a third-year player option. But too many owners pick up those options. I think more of the owners, without collusion, more independent owners need to step up and say, no, I'm not paying you that money, man. I'm not paying you wide receiver raises for 30 receptions for 428 yards and two touchdowns. I don't care how good you are. You're not getting in the end zone. You're not playing in the playoffs. We're not going to pick up your option. When it goes to Josh Jacobs, fortunately, Josh Jacobs has a franchise tag, which will pay him over $10 million, which is a high price. But all Raider fans, most Raider fans I talk to want to see Josh rewarded for his contract. I'm just telling you, it doesn't work that way. It's not a slam dunk. You would think leading the league in rushing would automatically give you a certain amount of money to request. Well, the Raiders have the power with the franchise tag. Josh does not. He agreed to that because he's part of the union, and the union collectively bargained that with the owners. That's one of the things to protect the owners. The owners don't want to lose their star players, so they have the ability to tag them. And if another team matches it and you can get draft picks in return, then maybe the owner's happy and he'll stay with that deal. 702-365-9200 is the number. You know, these draft kids that just came in, Wembayana from France, Brandon Miller from Alabama, Scoot Henderson, who played here in Vegas for Ignite, what a player he is. Then the Thompson twins, who ended up going back-to-back. I like these kids. And they're going to have a rookie contract. They're not going to have a max deal. You know what Wembanyana des- deserves to make before he starts? Maybe 200 to $300 million. He's the greatest player prospect since LeBron. But the league is going to put him under a rookie contract at the number one pick to see if he doesn't get hurt, to see if he's okay, to see if he's not a bust. And then if he can get through the rookie contract, he'll get paid. This kid, Zion Williamson, is hanging out with a porn star who's getting a tattoo of his name on his face, breaking up his life with his baby mama, destroying his reputation, and Zion got a contract extension. How the hell did he get a contract extension? He might be the worst player giving the NBA bad press other than John Morant, and Ja got a contract extension before the age of 25. The players are empowered more than they've ever been empowered. Okay, but that doesn't mean they get a free pass on sports radio. You can be empowered to make all that money, Lamborghinis, big houses, but if you're not playing well, the last place to clean up this mess is sports radio. We all have a voice. We all have an opinion. So which sport do you believe has the players taking more advantage of the insanity of these contracts? I think it's the NBA. Maybe you have another sport, a fringe sport, that you think that's happening to. A lot of baseball news. Seems like a bunch of average teams are already playoff bound. And the star baseball cities are in trouble. Maury Brown will join us coming up in a little bit from Forbes. We'll do a deep dive with him on that. And then we'll get into my, my, my showing, my appearance at the Aces game. Man, the beer was cold. The view was good. 
A lot of people walking around there. Had a lot of fun there. And uh, save hour number two for Vinny's great column on the 53-man projected roster. We'll get into that next hour. There's a liner to right towards the line. McCarthy, he will make the catch, and the ball game is over. Diamondbacks win it by a final score of 5-1. to one. They take two of three from the Brewers. Diamondbacks radio. Seems like a lot of teams that were supposed to be average or right around, eh, man, going to be okay, or the best teams in baseball. And some of the power markets aren't coming through. Maury Brown, always good to talk to him. Senior contributor at Forbes. Maury, how do you see it this year? It feels bizarre. I can't put my finger on it, but a lot of teams that I didn't think would be 500 teams are now leading their division and look like they're headed to the playoffs. Maury, are you there? Yeah, I yeah. missed the first part of it. I just heard yeah. that there were teams over, you know. Yeah, uh, let me let me, yeah, let me say what I said uh, again. The average teams that are doing real well this year, Arizona, San Francisco, I didn't think would be great. Cincinnati, where the Yankees, the Padres, the Dodgers are struggling. How do you put your finger on this? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Um, you know, I, if I look at some of this by division, um, I mean, the AL Central is just deplorable. I mean, you, the Twins are leading the division a game over 500, and you see some of these other teams. You know, <clears throat> some people I think have tried to put their finger on um, the rule changes, but I, if I was to look at something, it, it, maybe it's, you know, that we're playing a balanced schedule now. I, I think that there are a lot of teams that are just – queuing up on others more quickly. I don't know. I think we're seeing a little bit of that. But, you know, the other thing I, I think, JT, is also that teams that we largely expect year in and year out to be good do have tailing off at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Dodgers are not going to continue to be running ramshot with what they have right now all the time. I'm surprised, again, that the Reds and the Diamondbacks. But I expect that, you know, um, although <laughs> – and this will come and bite me, that at some point some of this falls back to earth. I mean, the Pirates started off at this just torrid pace, and they've drifted back. Yeah. But, I mean, some teams like the Cardinals, I look at them and I go, maybe they are going to be solar dwellers the entire you know, season. And, and I just don't think that a lot of us saw that. Yeah, the San Francisco Giants are the team that impresses me the most. They've won eight out of their last ten. They got a plus 45 differential. I thought they were going to be, you know, fourth, fifth place team down there at the bottom with the Rockies. And they're ahead of the Dodgers and the Padres. Has that changed now the Giants, which are a big market team? They are in a massive market in the Bay Area, San Francisco. There's no more A's there. They own that market there. Shouldn't we expect them to spend some money coming up at the trade deadline and improving that roster? Yeah, I think that they would, and, and largely for the reasons that you kind of mentioned. I mean, it's more wide open. I mean, if they were sitting there at the back, um, I don't think that they would be, you know, trade, trade deadline um, buyers. Um, but then the, the Giants have always struck me as a team that we're going to – they're they're not going to languish around the bottom for very long. I mean, I, I don't have to go back too terribly far where they would, like, seesaw. They would, like – win the World Series and then fall way back and then win the World Series. I mean, it just seemed like every other year they were in it. And they are a resourceful team, uh, you know, both smart and they do have resources. So, yeah, did I, I, I thought that they would be better than they were last year. It, it just seemed like one of those things that 
simply by default that they would get better and that the division itself may get weaker in slots. But again, I think that the Diamondbacks are kind of the team that you sit there and you go, I, I really didn't see that one coming. Yeah. You know, and the and the Reds are the other team. Again, they went on; they're on this you know tear. Uh, are they going to seesaw back down a little bit? And I, I think that that's probably likely as well. Maury Brown joins us, senior contributor at Forbes. You know, everything goes to the Yankees for me, and I I just I can't enjoy them anymore. I can't even watch them, other than when Cole's pitching. I don't. Everything is just on edge with them. I don't think Boone manages well. I know he doesn't manage well compared to Bochi or guys who can manage a pitching staff better. But the judge injury, we're talking today bigger topic, Maury, about salaries and overpriced salaries. I knew Judge coming off the greatest season of all time in Yankee history, close to it, was going to get big money. And then the first year he gets paid, a toe ligament will sideline him maybe for months total and wipe out his career year statistically. It'll be last year, which was great. They'll sell a lot of bobbleheads, but this year it'll be a fraction of that. Just amazing what happens when you pay a star a long-term deal and the injuries mount very early. Yeah, I'm not so sure if that that holds water. I mean, I would say that, um, first of all, you know, it sounds to me like he may be coming back sooner rather than later. Um, He wouldn't put a timeline on it, but he said that he was getting close. Um, and, and, you know, we're not at the halfway point, although we're going to be there pretty quick. Um, it is one of those situations to where, look, I mean, games just aren't paid on, on, on paper. Um, I was talking to a 14 year vet that was a, an all-star that's recently retired. And he is of the mind being in the clubhouse that there are some guys that begin to mail it in when they get their big contract. And there's some that take it very seriously. Aaron judge doesn't strike me as a guy that has the makeup to just skate it. No, I I don't think he's going to skate it. I'm just, I just think he's going to pick up injuries. He's a monster guy. And now they get him with a toe ligament. I'm talking about the groin, the back, the, the big issues that are probably going to be there at some point down the road. You'll get this. I'm dealing with this with Raider fans with Jimmy Garoppolo. When he's a hundred percent, they assume he's going to get injured again. I just sensed a judge. I didn't think a toe would take judge down in Dodger Stadium off the outfield fence wall. Yeah, and it there was a freaky injury. Right? Yeah, it was freaky. I mean, nothing about it struck you as like, oh wow, that that just looks you know bad. Mm. Um, I, again, um, it's a long season. Um, Hal Steinbrenner isn't doing any favors to any Yankee fan right now. I mean that he's more of a PR liability than anything. I think right now. But the Yankees are always a different animal. And you're sitting there going, hey, man, the last time we were in the World Series was a long time ago, right? 2009. So if you want to get to that point and start to talk about it, it, they're just, it's a different club than everybody else. There's just, the expectations are so much higher. And I just don't think that Hal Steinbrenner has any of his dad's DNA in terms mm-hmm. of competitiveness. I think he runs it more as risk aversion and we don't need to spend like we used to, or that when they do spend, um, it, it's just not panned out. I, I would look more at John Carlos Stanton or something like that, or Josh Donaldson and some of the moves made there. I think Brian Cashman at some point, right? I mean, how, how much rope do you give Brian Cashman? He has been allowed to basically go on this way for a long time. And, 
you know, again, yeah. I think that there just becomes a point to where something has to happen, whether it's for the better, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you do start to look at the manager, you do start to look at the general manager, and there's not much you can do about ownership. Maury Brown joins us from Forbes as we wrap it up. What'd you hear about the London series? It looked pretty good. My wife's a Cubs fan. She tuned in. St. Louis fans are pulling their hair out. But they, you know, they introduced Derek Jeter on Fox. I don't think that moves the needle in London, but it does here in the States. What do you think of overall, and what are you hearing about international expansion going forward? Yeah, I mean, you're, it's always a great thing to see, right? And it's event-driven, all right? And, you know, if you had a team in London, would it pull the same way, you know, for 81 days? Of course not. But it, it is exciting. It is something great to see because it opens that thing up. Um, and it was two-storied brands. Granted, again, we're talking about the Cardinals being just absolutely horrible, and the Cubs aren't exactly ripping it up either, but they're storied brands. As far as, I mean, they're going to play in Paris, you know, and they want to go elsewhere in Europe. They've, they've really zeroed in on that. In terms of international expansion, I don't see it, uh, you know, across the Atlantic. I mean, there'd just be travel implications, and it would be a major thing for the Players Association to do that. In Mexico one day, Canada again, yeah, I, I, I don't see why you don't eventually start to look at it, mostly because all the big markets in the U.S. are largely saturated. And you're looking at just, you know, the idea that the owners would be going, look, you know, we got to go in a small market. And we're going to have another revenue sharing mouth to feed. Uh, I think that that's probably not very enticing for um, a lot of the big market owners that are that are payors into the revenue sharing system. Maury, last one. I see you tweeting about F1 from time to time. We got the big one coming up in Vegas on the way out, tell our listeners about the younger demographic with F1 and the upside where this is flowing now with television internationally, the expansion into Vegas, Vegas having a 10-year deal out here. What should we be looking at about over the summer as we gear up for F1? Well, I'm excited. I'm going to go, go to the race and, and cover it on the hospitality side. I mean, the thing that I see um, that is completely different, again, that is younger, that this is the market in the United States in general that F1 has been trying to crack forever. And now they're really in there. I think now the biggest problem is Liberty Media, who owns F1, to really try and pull back and not going maybe into a fourth market. But look, they're pouring a ton of resources into it. I don't need to tell you that all the construction that's going on down at the end of the strip, where basically all the paddocks and everything in the suites are, is going to be remarkable. It's going to be... It will now, I think, overtake Monaco in terms of just its pure audacity and visual eye candy from racing down the strip and all the people and all the stars and, you know, all the celebrities that will be there. The amount of money pouring into hospitality, JT, is ridiculous. Mm. It's like $10,000 for three days yeah, it's per crazy. person for some of these suites. So. It'll be remarkable. It'll be something that I can't wait to see. Oh, you did it right. Get the credential via hospitality. Lock it in before the other ones. I'll see you out there before that, Maury, or hope to see you soon. We'll have you on again. All the best. All right, JT. You take care. Thanks so much for having me. You got it. Maury Brown from Forbes, senior contributor. He talks business as good as anyone. Raider man checking in. Good to hear a familiar voice here with the podcast coming. What's going on, Raider man? Man, what's going on, JT? Glad to know that the buzz is out there, man. I'm doing my best to work my way up through the rankings. And uh, you already know it's much respect, bro. I watched you come into town down there in Oakland, man. And I did my best to come up and support. I, I like to believe that I've been one of the number one supporters since day one. Yep. And, you know, it's just hard not to be for me. That's just how I'm, that's how I'm wired. You know what I mean? But it's like I'm working through this whole corporate 
buyout thing with this new job, you know, working in a, a field where I'm using my degree that I've earned. And I tell you what, I wish I was on radio with you because I ain't never felt more stupider in my life. <laughs> but I'm growing through it. I'm giving, giving it the best that I got. And in the meantime, I'm building that platform, man. And, and I'm prayerfully making something special, you know what I mean, so I can touch people the way that I touch people and, and uh, you know, build that next uh, branch in the next generation uh, the Raider Nation up here in uh, in Oakland, Richmond, with the the new chapter being formed with the uh, the Richmond Raiders and the uh, the OG Black Hole members, man. It's you know we're gonna create some fun. We're gonna do some things that keep promoting that that Black Hole name and make my brother man make the memory of my brother Black Hole Rob proud. You know, absolutely. And, uh, I was timing timing in. I heard your topic at the top of the hour, and uh, you know I apologize. I can't call. Well, there's no need for apology. I'm doing what I got to do. But, uh, you know, I heard your topic about the all-time team that you're putting together on the radio. I want to take two big bites out of the cake right away. Number one, got to be Matt Millen. We ain't had a linebacker since. I mean, you know, barring Mike Jones. But, you know, no, I don't want, I want to do that to all the rest of the linebackers. We had some good guys, especially quiet line with Greg Beaker. But, I mean, you know, it's like we haven't had that staple guy since Millen was, was holding down the middle of the field. And I'm hoping we get back to that status. I hear you talk about it a lot, but – that's just my heart. We got to get linebacker play. And the other one is I want to take a shout. Guys, rest the soul, Daryl Russell. Mm-hmm. That fellow was supposed to be super, super special. Yeah. He was showing flashes. But unfortunately, you know, he was, I don't know, let's just call it a little immature at the time. You know, see, Wood grew through his, but unfortunately, D. Russ couldn't be reached, you know, fast enough. And I just want to, uh, you know, just shout out, man. I, I, you know, I never knew him, but I still miss that presence. And uh, those are my two number two, two number ones. Okay. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you calling in. And thanks for supporting football's most notorious fans, The Black Hole. Go to theblackhole.com and become a member. What a website. Just go to theblackhole.com, click on Become a Member. It works that easily. They have their 2023 membership package there. Some good things there. Your membership card. Your lapel pick, your patch, your hat pin, the T-shirt. Man, you got to have this T-shirt. The T-shirt is incredible. When you're home or on the road and you walk into a tailgate and you're an official member of the Black Hole, that's gravitas, man. That's OG. You show up on the road in Detroit, Miami, L.A. with a Black Hole shirt on, become a member at theblackhole.com.